0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hi, I'm Tammy Old from the House of Gentry.
1: Welcome to the Leadline Podcast, the show where we believe that running your own horse business should feel less like a chore and more like the life you've always dreamed of. Join us as we share valuable advice on how to become more focused, more organized, and more profitable in your horse business. And now, here's your host, Mandy Flanders. TikTok is one of the top performing social media platforms right now. But how do you use it to the best advantage for your business? Tammy Old, founder of the House of Gentry Fashion Boutique and TikTok coach, joins me today to talk about why she believes that if you aren't using TikTok to grow your business, you're missing out. Considering how Tammy recently hit 100,000 followers on the platform, I'd say she knows a thing or two about what it takes to attract your audience through video content. She's here to chat about how TikTok has helped her grow her online boutique exponentially. We'll talk strategy, algorithm, and how anyone, even your grandma, yes, your grandma, can find success on one of the hottest social media platforms today. So get your camera out and gear up to have some fun. Here's Tammy Old. Hey, Tammy, welcome to the podcast today.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Oh, so good. I'm so glad to be talking with you. We are diving into a topic that keeps coming up in the lead line Facebook community. And I've been searching high and low for someone who has your expertise. So I'm super stoked to dig into our topic today.
0: Me too. I'm really excited to share it all with you.
1: Awesome. So let's start out by hearing a little bit about who you are and what you do.
0: Sure. So I am a boutique owner. I own an online women's boutique that's solely found online. I don't have a brick and mortar or anything like that. And then this year, I also started a subscription-based box for free-spirited women.
1: That's awesome. So in today's episode, we are going to be discussing TikTok. A lot of questions keep coming my way lately. Like, are there any TikTok experts in the group? Who can help me with TikTok? I don't know where to get started. And to be honest, I am very new to TikTok myself. So I am not qualified to answer those questions. And I haven't found a lot of people who, who really are doing a lot on TikTok, but you are. And it's worked out very well for your business. So that's why I wanted to bring you on for a conversation today.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's been life changing for me. And there's not very many people like me who actually do have this conversation with people. I wouldn't I don't know if I would call myself an expert, but definitely someone who's been in it for a while and can help people with a little bit of strategy.
1: Awesome. Well, let's start things off by talking about why is TikTok an attractive platform for entrepreneurs?
0: Absolutely. So the reason why it is so attractive is because if you look at how Facebook and Instagram serve their content out, it's to people who already follow you. And with TikTok, they send it out to the viewers who have never seen your face before. 80 to 90% of the people who see your video have never met you. So there's this huge opportunity there for human connection, which a lot of people just want to find that online. But also for business owners, you get to put yourself in front of at least 200 people for every video that you put out.
1: So this is interesting because I think of how I have found people on TikTok. So first and foremost, I'm not really one who's always out like searching for new content. But as you're scrolling through TikTok, it's just going to be in your face.
0: (laughs) That content's going to be in your face. Everyone says the algorithm is so scary with how it works because it's so well curated to you. And that's also the beauty of it. These people who are seeing you, if you can get this algorithm to work for you, it does half the heavy lifting as long as you know who you are and who you serve, it will help you. And it's, it's crazy how accurate it can be.
1: Mm, it's so crazy. I'm often surprised by the content that comes my way. I'm like, how did it mm-hmm.
0: know? I <laughs> didn't know it, that I wanted to knows. watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> who would you say are the people that are using TikTok? Because I hear a little bit of concern sometimes with people who say, well, you know, TikTok's for the young people. I don't know if my audience is there. How do you know if your audience is even using TikTok?
0: Everybody's using TikTok these days, especially now that we know that video content is king. Everyone's using it, but at the same time, yes, this started out as Musically. That's the that's the app that it was before. So it was a lot of teenagers lip syncing and dancing. But this, especially, you saw a boost in uses over quarantine because people wanted to find a connection with each other. So that's kind of really honestly where it, it started to come from. And as far as audiences. I mean, I obviously I'm in the fashion community. There are women in their 70s doing amazing things on this app for fashion. So there's literally there's an audience for everyone. The people on this app just want to connect and just find like minded people. And if you are out there putting yourself out there authentically, someone's going to want to connect with that.
1: That's so true. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen grandma TikToks come through my feed, I love it.
0: and they're so good. I'm
1: like, oh my goodness, these grandmas are making amazing TikToks. It's so surprising. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah there's a, there's a there's actually a grandma that I love on there. She just comes on. I think it's called like Babs Cooks or something like that, and she just makes these wonderful like meals from her heart, and it's just like you feel like she's your grandmother. And there's another Italian, I I must like a lot of food content because there's an Italian grandmother who her grandson films her cooking and she's got this massive following now because she's everybody's Italian grandmother. Like it's amazing. But yeah, there's people at all ages, all different industries. Everybody's just, it's now just a meeting area for people.
1: I love it. TikTok's really for everybody. All right. So let's talk strategy a little bit and dig into that because the next thing that I hear is, okay, well, I know I need to be using TikTok. I have no idea how. Where do you start people when you're working with your clients that you help with TikTok? Where do you start them out when they literally have no idea where to begin?
0: Yeah. Well, first I have them realize what we've been talking about. People want to connect with people. They don't want to connect with products. So the first mindset I always have to change is how can you go from showing people a product to enriching their lives with it? So we talk about what it means to have value-driven content versus product content is really where we start.
1: What does that mean exactly when you're talking like video content? Like give me some examples.
0: Well, like for my industry, I'm going to show them how a piece of clothing is intended to be used, right? So I'm, I'm not going to come on like you would in, in a Facebook live sale where the audience is a little, a little bit warmer and you're going to say, hey, I love this shirt. It's $39.99. Here's some details about it, right? That's generally how it works on that end of that social platform. On this platform, people want their lives enriched. They want to know that someone understands their style and they want to know how to put it together. They want the guesswork taken out for them. So instead I'm showing them how I would pair it, where I would wear it. I'm interjecting my myself into their lifestyle to show how to integrate it into their closet, into their life, and that in turn gives them value in giving them ideas of even if they decide not to purchase the item from me, cuz don't I never blatantly say this is for sale. But what it does is They're probably going to save that as inspiration. You have to think of TikTok videos similar to Pinterest. People are using this app to share things with their friends and to save them as inspiration for later, which goes into a little strategy of how this algorithm works. When people save things, it tells the algorithm, oh, they're not just liking something, they're finding value in it. And I bet other people would too. So let's open the door a little bit more and give them 200 more views and see if that value enriches anybody else's life, then they start saving it. And then all of a sudden you have 10,000 views because they just keep unlocking doors for you because you're adding value to people in their lives.
1: One thing that I've learned about TikTok and just really just using it this summer and being a newbie myself is that there's a lot of opportunity to engage with the content in a different way than you see on other platforms you know, there's ways to repost where on another platform, like say, Facebook, you can obviously reshare content, but you can repost videos, you can save the videos, you can stitch the videos, you can do all sorts of things with them, which is awesome, because it's giving people an opportunity to get even more engaged with your content than what they were able to do before on platforms like Facebook and Instagram. How do you see people interacting with your content?
0: More so on an inspirational basis, you have to think of this app, And even Instagram is moving into this as well when they're talking about use more SEO and keywords than use hashtags now, right? They're telling you only use five to 10 hashtags on Instagram. And it's because people are using these apps basically like Google searches or Pinterest boards. So that's how people are are finding my content, even from my cringy stuff that like, I didn't know what I was doing yet in 2020 when I was learning how to do this. I still have engagement on this content that pops up at least once or twice a week. And it's because people are searching for these things. People are searching for the value in their lives. And they're searching for an expert who can tell them that. So that's, I think, where they find my content as well as finding outfit inspiration because of what I do. Or um, I also offer crystals. So There's some content that I just talk about specific crystals that I offer in my shop. So I think some of it is people are actually just searching for it. And then the other half of it is the algorithm has now labeled my account as something very specific for a very specific audience and niche. And they, they serve it to them for me. So it's a little of both.
1: Now, speaking of hashtags, I noticed right away as a beginner that I was not seeing the 30 hashtags I was used to seeing on Instagram posts. I was seeing sometimes one, sometimes three, but I was not seeing that excessive number of hashtags that I was accustomed to seeing over on Instagram where I spend a lot of my time. Why is that?
0: We really have to dissect hashtags and SEO at the same time because they kind of work in unison. So the way I like to tell my clients how they work is hashtags are really just to help the algorithm. To tell the algorithm, hey, this is the side of TikTok I want to be on. This is my roadmap, my directions of how I want to get there. SEO is to say, hey, if you are looking for me, put these words into your search engine. SEO is for the audience to find you. Hashtags are for the algorithm to serve you. So with that said, when it comes to hashtags, you want to make sure they're very specific to your demographic, your videos. I tell everyone, do not use hashtags that you see some people using, like hashtag viral, hashtag trending, hashtag FYP, hashtag for you. Those really large hashtags that just put you in an ocean of people. You're going to get, you're just going to drown in a sea of them. You're not going to be seen. So get very specific with what you're using.
1: That was going to be my next question because you do see a lot of content hashtagging FYP, which stands for For You page, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Why do people do that?
0: Well, I I made that mistake my first few videos until I understood what hashtags were meant for as well. In the back of my brain, I thought you had to. I don't know why. That's just kind of what my brain thought. But I think people think, oh, that's a really large hashtag. I'm going to reach so many people. Yes, you will reach so many people who don't care about what you're talking about. That's the only problem. So that's why we don't want to use those hashtags is because they're just, but people do use them because they're so large. And so the the idea is there's a billion people who have the opportunity to see me, but are they a billion of your people?
1: Exactly. It comes down to who are you trying to serve? And at the end of the day, you do not want to try to serve everybody.
0: Yeah. I was just telling someone, I'm not going to want to watch some of these videos my husband watches on how to fix a car. (laughs) So like if I see content like that, I'm going to scroll really quickly, but that's not going to be served to me because I don't engage with those type of hashtags so the algorithm knows not to serve them to me exactly so
1: some people don't feel comfortable being on camera when it comes to creating your content do you feel like a user needs to have their face in the video content talk a little bit about that for me
0: well what i think is there has been accounts that i will use as study cases for myself when i'm le- when i'm learning how to do new content where i've seen businesses show up without their faces, and it's only product. And I feel like the ones who do that have separated themselves from what this app is really intended for, which is human connection. And so a lot of what we're doing on this app actually isn't showing our products. We are creating storylines and journeys for people to follow. And so you're missing an element of that if you don't have yourself somehow interjected into your business on here. Their biggest competitor right now is not Instagram Reels. Instagram Reels is trying to compete with us, but it's actually YouTube. They want to be the short form version of YouTube. So if you think about how people are on YouTube, and if we want to kind of emulate that idea, you have to learn how to, not. I'm not gonna say you have to learn how to vlog, But you do have to learn how to storytell because that's a major component as we go into 2023 and beyond, where a lot of the consumers and the audience of TikTok are spending their time. They're not spending their time on product videos. And it's been a very open conversation about how smart the user is on TikTok and how the moment they feel like they're being sold to, you've already lost them and they've scrolled. So you have to find a way to build a connection with them. If you don't want to put your face on camera, you still have to figure out how to be video content that allows them to be the fly on the wall and see things about your company's journey, which is really important.
1: Do you find that maybe like a behind the scenes type of, you know, video would be good for people who didn't necessarily want to have their face on camera, but it would give people an inside look at their day to day operations?
0: That's where I tend to see the success from those people is their voice is still there. So they may be showing behind the scenes of the process it takes, say, for I know there's women who make these really beautiful, elaborate tumbler cups, right, with all the glitter and the, and the beauty. Some of them don't show their face, but they do have conversations and voiceover. And so they're able to tell their story, their journey as a company owner. And what they experience day to day when helping their, their customer base or or any storyline, there's quite a few that I talk about with my clients where they can go with this. But they're still interjecting their story somehow in a way that gives someone more insight or allows them to be that fly who's who's hearing what's going on. Or you know, when little kids want to pull back the curtain in some random store to see what's behind the curtain, if there's a way that you're still able to give them that element then yeah, I don't see why you have to have your face on camera. But we all know, even when it comes to Instagram, a photo with a person does way better than a photo of a product. So if you just want to give yourself that extra boost, you have to find the courage to do it. Oh,
1: for sure. Can you give me some examples of some videos that have done really well for you? And if it was content that you planned out or if it surprised you, I would love to hear a bit more about like your best TikTok videos that you've ever done.
0: Well, I always tell people, <laughs> I always tell people that it's usually the video where I'm like, I don't know if I want to put this out. This is silly. This is just, you know, it always comes back to my customer and, and who I serve in my company. But I'm like, this is silly. I don't know if I want to put this out there. But usually deep down, it's because I'm insecure about this video and I'm really putting myself out there. And those are the videos that always overperform more than any other video. And so whenever I, I hear myself saying that, I hit the post button as fast as possible before I can tell myself not to because it's rooted in insecurity for me of what other people think. And those are the ones that do the best because I show up in a, a fearless way to other people. They perceive that, but I'm definitely scared of hitting that post button. And those are the ones that perform well. But if we're talking like technically what formats perform well for me, Anywhere where I'm giving them some insight into my business usually does really well for me. I don't just come on and build outfits, which obviously that's a lot of what my account is. But I also make sure that the women who I want to attract, I'm creating content specifically to attract them. Because it's my first initial handshake to them. And that's what's so different about this app is... You have to create content for the person who's never met you before. For someone you, you've literally just locked eyes with across the room and still have to walk over and shake their hand. There's like five steps before what you would normally put out on Instagram or Facebook that you have to do on this app because this app is meant for lead generation. So I, we talk about a lot of content with my clients. We talk about lead generating content, which is something you don't do on any other social media platform. Those are my, usually some of my best performing, aside from business introductions and shop updates.
1: Well, I know that you just recently hit 100K followers on TikTok. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank That's you. incredible. What did that journey look like for you? And how long did it take to get there?
0: I've been on the app since 2020. I think the journey really just looked like not giving up. You have so many highs and lows with I call it virality, but it's really personal best virality. You know, I've never done a million views, but I've done a couple hundred thousand views on videos. And so for me, that's viral. And so to get to those points, it takes a lot of real, honest reflection on what I've done and what's working, what's not working. Being very fluid with that idea of I can change course at any time. I think a lot of people get scared to make changes to what they're doing because they don't want to ruin what's already happening and you have to take those jumps. And I think that's the difference with some creators who haven't grown and, and that have is they're constantly looking at their content saying, okay, well, this didn't perform well. Why? Why didn't this perform well? Or why did this perform well? And how can I recreate content like that? And then you brainstorm on a list three to five more ways to show up in that way. So it's a constant reanalysis of what you're doing and being honest with yourself about it.
1: And have you been posting daily throughout the past couple of years? What's your posting schedule?
0: Um, My posting schedule changes. The one thing that is consistent is that I don't not show up. (laughs) So I will show up at least once a day. That's my goal but i will show up as much as two or three times a day in my industry i think any more than that is too much there are some industries where they will tell you yes show up six times a day it's so important that you are showing up as much as possible if you can but for my industry that's exhausting because i have to put on clothes all day long so i don't do that but also the reason why people say that is because tiktok works in milestones which is something we can address here in a second if you wanted to but um so I tend to show up about twice a day is my goal. And I don't have a time. I've literally gone viral at 7:30 a.m. on a Monday multiple times. So the time of day doesn't matter. It's the performance and the quality of the videos that unlocks that type of reach. So I just make sure it's once a day or if I if I'm feeling energetic when I'm not pregnant like I am, I'll do a lot more. But right now I'm okay with once a day, nothing less.
1: So what are these milestones that you mentioned on TikTok?
0: Yeah, we all know that if you hit a 1,000 followers, you're going to unlock having a link in your bio, right? We all know that milestone. We also know around 30,000 is usually where a lot of people get playlists where you can categorize your video content. But besides follower count, what we also know is the more content you put out, the easier it is for the algorithm to start labeling who you are, if it is well niched down so that they can serve you out to people. But you'll also notice the reason why there was a marketing strategist who was a software engineer who hit a hundred thousand followers in one month. And so this is where the idea of a lot of strategists start talking about this is, and she was like, the, the way this algorithm works is in milestones. It's, it's really you perform at a certain level, you create a certain number of videos, and they're going to reward you with extra reach, with view ships, all that kind of stuff, right? So we we look at that in two ways. You can either be extremely rewarded for what you're putting out, or you can be penalized for not showing up. So the algorithm, in essence, basically just has to learn how to trust you and, and what you're about. So consistency becomes really important To hit these milestones. And that's why people talk about do six videos a day. Because there's obviously if there's a follower reward, there's gonna be you've created this many videos, let's reward them a little bit more as well. So
1: yeah. So I did not know when I first started out that I needed to have a thousand followers to have a clickable link in my bio. And or to go live, yeah. And I was like, wait, why can't I put my link in my bio? (laughs) I tried to update it so many times, I thought there was a glitch. Finally, I went to Google and realized, oh. I'm too small for this right now.
0: (laughs) I mean, if you're you're a business account, you get it automatically, but most people aren't using a business account just because of the benefits from being a personal user. So So what are
1: the differences between the two if someone's setting up for the first time?
0: So with a business account, obviously you get an immediate link. I know there are some connection tools between Shopify if you're in e-commerce. You can connect the actual platform to your Shopify channel. So that's a benefit for someone who just wants to make immediate sales. Um, you can also run ads through Shopify and have all those types of analytics. I do not run ads, period. So I don't, I'm not the expert to to even start diving into what that even means, um, because I found so much organic growth through the app. But I still see as someone who has a personal account and not a business account, I see the benefits outweighing um, having a business account because... I did have to work to get that thousand, but honestly, it's so easy. If you are niching down and reaching out to your people, you should be able to hit that, you know, very quickly. But I can still see the traffic on Shopify coming directly from TikTok. And the big difference that everybody finds when they, when they're troubleshooting is that they can't use copyrighted music when you're a business account, because in essence, these are kind of, like you're running ads for your business, if you're showing up in that capacity. But if you're showing up like me more so as an influence over people's lives and enriching them, then you've kind of found a loophole that way. So a lot of people talk about how there's so many benefits to having a business account, but they haven't really perfected it on that app. And that's why people haven't taken advantage of it yet. And it really comes down to ads, I think.
1: Right. You know, I think I remember toggling over to a business account in the beginning thinking, Oh yeah, my Instagram's a business account, you know, I should have a business profile and TikTok. And I remember going to make my first video as a business user and being like, Wait, where's all the music I had on my personal mm-hmm. account? Why is the audio missing? There my choices were so limited. And you're right, like that was a huge factor. And I like to use really fun audio with the clips that I make, which is I have nowhere near as many followers as you do, but I love using the fun audio clips when I'm posting content. So I immediately went back to the personal account and I've stayed there ever since.
0: And now if it really does become an issue, you know, obviously, we're all going to have to switch, but they haven't made it apparent in any way that it will benefit our lives better to be a business account at this moment. So until they do, I I have no plans of switching either. I love being able to use all of the... I mean, that's how you gain reach. Obviously, I don't feel like trends make you go viral. I feel like they just give you a boost in reach, but it is a really good tool to have in your toolbox when you're growing.
1: Absolutely. Do you feel that there is a base number of followers that one needs to have before they start seeing their content really generate You know, new followers, seeing sales? Is there a base number that you think of that comes to mind?
0: Um, Yeah, there's a few. There's a few because I see it with every single account that I work with. So what I do notice, everybody starts at a baseline of 200 views. If anything performs under 200 views, you really need to analyze why this didn't work. If anything hits above 200, how can I make this work for my account more, right? So that's one of those numbers that I see all the time. Your first few viral videos are only going to be between 1,000 and 1,500. That's it. But if you are consistent and you're starting to show the algorithm what audience that you serve through your SEO, your hashtags, all of that stuff, it all works together. Your next viral video will be between five to 7,000 and then 10,000 and then 10,000 turns into a 30,000 video and then you just start having view shit. So that's one of those things I see when it comes to virality. Obviously, I've had some clients hit it out of the park with a certain trend where it hit over a million views, which was crazy, which doesn't really happen very much anymore to be completely honest, but that does happen But more so, you know, normally what happens is the algorithm tests how reliable and consistent you are to give you that type of virality. That's why you see those milestones happening. Three to 500, 700 to 1,000, 2,000, 15,000, 30,000 views. So consistency plays a part in that, though. The minute you decide to quit for a week and a half, you're back at zero, okay? Then what I also see when it comes to growth for business the first 25,000 followers you have, you're just in a growth phase. You have not built a community or following yet because you have to think how how much quicker people grow on this app than any other app because you're served to so many new people. So 25,000 from zero to 25,000, you're only in a growth phase. From once I started to get from about twenty five to 50,000 followers, that's when I started to recognize names of users in my comments and engaging with content. And that's when I also started to see regular sales. That seems like a lot and seems daunting, but because of how quickly you can grow on this app, if you have a good strategy, it sounds silly, but it can be that easy to get to that number. You just have to have the right strategy in place. So from twenty-five to 50,000, that's where you start to see regular faces and you're starting to build that community. 50,000 to 100,000 is the pocket that I was starting to really grow a community of women that are showing up for me and I'm showing up for, right? Now I'm in this phase from 100,000 to who knows what, I'm just now navigating it, obviously, but I'm trying to maintain that community at this point. So that's kind of that, that line of it, that growth is till 25,000, 25,000 to 50,000, you start to see the community spark. And then 50,000 to 100,000, you've built a community. And now I'm I'm navigating what happens next. (laughs) So
1: So what I'm hearing from you is it sounds like, number one, you need to be a good storyteller and post relatable content. And number two, you need to be producing it on a regular basis. And when I say producing, I mean, you just need to be creating it. It doesn't need to be perfect. That's what I'm getting from you.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's the beauty of this app. I've come on my pajamas before. (laughs) I've come on with no makeup before. It's okay on this app. This is not Instagram. We do not have to be curated or perfect. If anything, a lot of influencers are finding it hard to transition to this app because they're so used to having to be so highly curated. Here, they just want you to show up and they want you to be authentic. Authenticity is what usually goes viral. When people are like, oh, she gets me. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I have to send this to a friend who, who is absolutely just like this, right? I sit on my couch on Friday night across from my husband sometimes. I'm being very honest. We just send each other TikToks. Like that's how we communicate. And that's how the user communicates on this app. We just want to know other people are like us.
1: It's so true when I need to get stuff done, I have to stay off TikTok
0: because I go down
1: the TikTok <laughs> rabbit hole and I will be on it for two hours and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe that was two hours. And I'll just be scrolling and watching all these hilarious videos and why yeah. <laughs>
0: it is. That's, that's why we spend our Friday night doing it. <laughs> it's just, it, it's just so, it's so good. I just, I, yeah, I've never experienced social media platform like this. And I, the first day I decided to actually join that, I was on it for like 24 hours straight and I'm not lying. I was like, I should probably do some laundry, (laughs) you know? So yeah, it is. It's very addictive because, and that's the thing about this algorithm. You have to know too, they base their algorithm in addiction because everything is so well curated to you. And also the views, the virality is addictive. That's how part of those milestones work. So if you are putting in the work consistently and then you take a break for two days, they punish you for doing that. But if you take a week off, they're like, please come back. I'll give you a viral video. Does this make you feel better? Come back. So this this algorithm, and you, you'll hear strategists talking about this all the time. This algorithm works on addiction. And giving people that that gratification. So yeah, you do have to be very careful. I have to set limits with myself as well.
1: I have a phone timer now.
0: <laughs> kick me off. You <laughs> really do. Yeah. Yep. There's that tight. There's this thing on on iPhones that pops up and tells you how much time you spent on certain things. And I spend about nine hours a week on social media. Wait, no, that's right, nine hours a day. Sorry. But that's what I do for a living. Whereas my husband, who's in commercial real estate, he doesn't spend as much time, so his is much lower. And he thinks I'm crazy, crazy. I'm like, babe, I I work in social media. This is what I do for a living. At least you know that I'm only spending one extra hour of my life enjoying it. The other eight are actually doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I I find it wild though. I find it so wild how much time I spend on there.
1: Yeah. So do you have any final tips or takeaways that you would like to share with someone who is excited now that they've heard you talking and they want to get started? So do you have any final tips you'd like to share?
0: Yeah, really, this is what I've just been talking about all week with my people is people over products, just connect with everyone. The sales come, they will come. If you can just understand that person and be there with them and connect with them. Connection is number one. That's what matters most.
1: All right. Well, Tammy, this has been a great conversation. So much great info about TikTok. Thank you so much. Where can people find you online to learn more about what you do?
0: So my main platform is obviously my boutique, The House of Gentry. You can find me on every major social media platform. If they're interested in coaching, it has always been just a word of mouth thing in the boutique industry for me. So they can email me at teamyold at gmail.com, or they can just message me on any of my social media platforms.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Thank
0: you. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're a horse business owner or equestrian professional, I'd love to invite you to continue the conversation in our free online community just for you. The Leadline Facebook community is a great space to network, get advice, and even recommend guests you'd like to hear on future episodes of the show. You can become a member by visiting theleadlinepodcast.com slash group. That's theleadlinepodcast.com slash group. And join the conversation today. I'm Mandy, and I'll see you next time.